Hi, welcome to On Manorama Movie Podcast, Start Action Cut. Today, we are decoding the Tamil movie, Jigardanda. The movie directed by Karthik Subraj and starring Rakhavar Lawrence, S.J. Surya, Naveen Chandra and Namisha Sajan uh, in the lead is liked by many and it has been getting receiving mixed response from uh, many others too. So for me, personally, I liked the movie, but I didn't have uh, anything too much to say about it. And um, I think it's a it's an elaborate, convoluted storyline uh, laced with intertwining subplots and all. So Vishnu is joining us uh, to discuss the film. Vishnu, I think you liked the movie and you must be having a lot to say about it. What do you say about the storyline? <laughs> Padma Kumar, I uh, thoroughly enjoyed Jagardanda X. I would even go as far as saying that I enjoyed it a bit more than the first part. Uh, and I think I enjoyed the movie for the very reasons which you found the movie to be a little uh, convoluted, is the word you used, right? <laughs> With its plot points. I think duality is the genre that I would put this movie in. You seldom find directors who try to convey a lot of subjects through their movies with subplots and all that. It You know, sometimes it becomes too much. It definitely does. But, but for some reason, Kartik Subraj pulls it off quite beautifully. And I think at the heart of the film, or the heart of Chigardanda, is what he's always tried to uh, tell us, even with the first movie that came out in 2014. That is, cinema is... This Jigardanda is basically an ode to the love for cinema or to the power of cinema to create a change in society. And I think that is what lies at the heart of this movie as well. I would uh, like to mention two scenes from the movie that actually does this. Uh, that is, uh, the first scene is when uh, Ray Dasan, that is S.J. Surya's character, calls action for the first time. And right after that, the next scene is when both uh, Alias Caesar's character and Ray Dasan, they both, uh, you know, speak about how just calling action and how when they started acting, they, 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 it just felt like something else had taken them over and it just felt like they were possessed by this energy. And that is what cinema does to you. That is the sort of energy that cinema gives us. Th- that showed this sort of, you know, how uh, the love Karthik Subraj has for the art of cinema. And the second scene was when Nimisha Sachin's character, Malayarsi, uh, tells uh, S.J. Surya's character that, this is the only weapon in your hand that does not kill people, but instead has the power to change society. Uh, I think I think that, again, it just alludes to the fact that, you know, uh, this visual medium is perhaps one of the most powerful tools on earth to create change because the sort of visual magic and the sort of uh, power it holds. Uh, I think as cinema loves, we all should be standing with this movie when it comes to the love for cinema and its impact and the kind of impact it can have on society. As a viewer, if that was Karthik Subhiraj's primary intention through the movie, it hit me really well. And uh, I am also, I would like to consider myself a member of the Jagardanda Sambam <laughs> Film Club. That's what they call the club in the movie, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. And yeah, I would like to, we'll be, I'm sure we'll be talking about more things as we progress. But uh, to me, the movie, with its duality, the duality being its honor, I think uh, the central plot is, a, is, cinema being used as a weapon to create change, as a positive weapon to create change in society. Yes, Vishnu, but uh, I didn't say that I completely dislike the movie. Uh, I said that it didn't have that much captivating aspect in it in terms of uh, the storyline. But what I liked about the movie is that is the, uh, it has created a world uh, that's its own. Uh, the, it 
it's quite like um, uh, the, a dark pandemonium where nothing is quite pleasant uh, and so on and uh, with the aid of a uh, very brilliant uh, camera and uh, and the production design uh, they they have created this world uh, from where there is no escape for the viewers so what do you say about the 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 world the universe that the movie has created i think the central plot of jagardanda is it's it's always about making a movie and and if the first part had an aspiring director trying to um, you know make a uh, get his first break by sh- by uh, you know making the film of an of, of a goon here too you see a normal and ordinary person who is sort of pushed into this world and uh, again tries to uh, you know make a film about a goon but this time the the intentions the objectives the aims are all completely different I think Jagadanda will always even uh, I think the movie ends with uh, the promise of a third part and uh, I think it will always have a, a gunda or a thug at, uh, in its center and uh, you know it will be very intertwined intertwined with the uh, with the world of cinema and like you said the sort of plot that it puts forth uh, I did not find it uh, I didn't want to escape from it is the is the truth you know frankly I didn't want to escape from it. I didn't even notice that the movie was almost three hours long because I, it gave us two worlds. In the beginning, it was the gangster filled with red hues and and all sorts of vibrant colors of Madurai. Then we were transported. The second half transported us to the Kumbai forest, which gave us a lot of you know green and 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 we were close to nature and we saw the you know we were close to the to the true natives of the forest who were the tribals. Uh, and and uh, like i said the movie tried to give us a lot of things and i think uh, he treated it as two parts that is the first part being about how uh, alias caesar's uh, you know how he carries himself and how he came to be and the second part about it, it, it's i would i would even uh, go to the extent of bracketing uh, jigardanda as a movie of self discovery of two heroes that is s.s surya's character redasan kiruba that is redasan and uh, alias caesar by the end of the movie you see both the characters uh, discovering themselves and and finding out a lot more about than they did in the beginning of the movie and then you see that alias caesar is meant for bigger things and he has this he feels this wave of emotion where he feels he needs to protect his people and that is what he is meant for and then you see how redasan uh, sort of transforms into the real hero of the story we actually think it is alias caesar but then you see it is redasan who is the actual hero of the story and who gets to puppet him almost that is puppet uh, alias caesar's character and every other character in this movie is just you know uh, i think i think they've complemented beautifully or they've paved the way quite beautifully for both these characters i think everybody else has been have paved the way quite beautifully and also when it comes i think the, there was a lot of shock value in the scene where you know the cm actually promises them when shetani is caught by alias caesar and uh, you know handed over to the uh, authorities you see the cm promising them that see uh, everything is okay now we will take care of you and you see the truth you sort of understand how the lives of tribals are manipulated and how they are just nothing uh, how they are easily displaced and as far as governments are concerned for them uh, development means just clearing out uh, the uh, the so called lesser valued lives to them and uh, how they value the lives of tribals and how just moving them out and this is where uh, his politics creeps in that is this is where uh, kartik subraj's politics creeps in and i think like i mentioned earlier it wasn't too uh, complicated he kept it simple and uh, even in the scene where we are uh, you know given this when where it's established that 
everybody, including the entire government and the CM, is working against the people. We do not, you know, uh, he never he never lets the movie go out of hand beyond that point, which is what I liked about Jagratanda Double X. It is there were a lot of moments where the movie could have digressed into unnecessary details, but then uh, it's it's like he was walking a fine line with a lot of these subplots and whenever he felt, okay, the movie is probably going out of hand here and we need to stick to the central theme, uh, he sort of pulled it back. Even even when it comes to, you know, the whole, the movie shows a lot of love for elephants in, in, in this film. So even then, I kept thinking, okay, what is he trying to tell us? Is it, is it his love for nature? Is it his love for animals or the true natives of the forest? And, and is that what he's trying to tell us? Uh, but then again, he said, okay, all, these are all there and all these are, uh, it, it's all intertwined, but that is not what I'm trying to tell you. I need your attention to be, you know, in on that on that Canon 8mm camera. And I that is where your attention should be. And I think the only thing I was worried about throughout the three-hour runtime of the movie was, was he getting every shot right? With us being exposed to the kind of cinema that we are today, when I saw him running around with that single piece of equipment, I just kept thinking, will this turn out to be a good cinema? Is he actually getting all the shots? I mean, I guess that's something we could uh, overlook for the cause of cinema. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, Vishnu. Another aspect that I would like to highlight is the characterization. Uh, I think each and every character, uh, even the characters uh, which uh, come in through the passing shorts, even they are uh, dealt with much detailing. But two things I would like to highlight are the villain and the hero. The villain, alias Caesar, is never a conventional villain, not uh, having a coarse baritone or imposing figure. Yet, uh, he evokes terror. So uh, that's a that's a brilliant uh, brilliant uh, craft, and even the hero, he's not a conventional hero. He is introduced to us as a, a meek, uh, very fear uh, a person who is having so much of fear inside him. So um, even the character of Nimisha Sajjan, she is something different. Uh, she is someone different from what we have been seeing uh, over these years. So uh, could you could you? highlight uh, would you say something about the characterization in this movie i think every character served their purpose quite well uh, like i said earlier uh, i don't think there is a clear clear uh, protagonist and antagonist in the movie and i think it is again like i said we have two heroes if we won't look at it conventionally we have two heroes one is alias caesar like you said a gangster who who has uh, so much love for uh, clint eastwood because of the experience he has had when uh, when when he you know saw a shooting and he apparently saved uh, Clint Eastwood's life and he asked for a gun and what he gets is is the most important weapon uh, which is an 8mm Canon camera so as much as you want to believe from the beginning that this uh, you know Raghav Lawrence's character is a bad person because you see him uh, ruthlessly killing people and he does not really you know care about it but then Karthik Subaraj also gives us an insight into how he became what he is today. And by the end of the movie, uh, the character arc reaches a place where, where Raghav Lawrence's character realizes what he truly is and uh, he embraces it. And 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 I think the same happens with uh, S.J. Surya's character as well. Uh, like, you, like you mentioned, he is this really scared person who is he's completely unfit to be a part of the police force and is... And is uh, mistakenly even jailed for something that he did not do but then by the end of it I think he becomes the most daring person in the movie uh, to the extent where he's even more daring than Alias Caesar 
where you see himself turning into a gangster, if you will. So I think the character arcs worked really well. And as for Nimisha Sajjan, yeah, before I come to Nimisha Sajjan, I think I, I've never been a fan of Raghav Lawrence's work, truth be told. But I think this is the first movie where I've actually watched him in, you know, in it, in his entirety and just performing. And I truly enjoyed it. He did a really good job. He was very contained. Again, S.J. Surya, uh, coming to S.J. Surya, he is not known for his contained roles. He is he's quite loud. Again, with his last couple of outings, be it Manada or Mark Antony, people just celebrated his sort of eccentricity that he brings to the character he plays. But uh, here... There was his uh, trademark eccentricity, but he somehow managed to control it. And his delivery was, I think he brought in the majority of the humor in the movie. And I think I thoroughly enjoyed both the lead characters, uh, uh, you know, acting. And uh, as for Nimisha Sajjan, I think she's on a roll with the sort of uh, script she's been picking both in the indie movie scene or the commercial fil- uh, film scene, she's been picking up some brilliant projects and, um, you know, be it, you know, the movie before Jagadanda, which was, which was Chitta with Siddharth. And uh, she's got another indie movie happening with Adil Khan called Footprints on Water. I think her choice of scripts have been brilliant so far. And I, uh, she is very fast rising to the top of my favorite actors out there. And then uh, as for other actors' performance, I, th- I even like the police officer that was played by uh, Naveen Chandra. So I think Naveen Chandra's role was also... I thought he was a little too... Uh, his uh, his whole outfit seemed a, ve- a little too today, if you understand what I'm saying. How his, you know, his beard was all shaped like how, how guys today would be. For someone who's coming from 1974, that is where the movie was set in. Is the period in which the movie was set in. I think he looked a little like a 2020 or probably a present day guy. But then that kept away. I think his performance was commendable. Uh, you actually felt the ruthlessness and, uh, you know, that he this guy did not have any remorse in what he was doing. And like I said, everybody else just complimented the lead characters beautifully, which is why uh, the movie worked for me. Yeah. I think S.J. Surya as Kirubhagaran and Rakhav Lawrence as uh, Alias Caesar made a mirror of their respective characters and also Nimisha Sajjan. And uh, coming to the action, uh, what I found peculiar in this film is they, they are very short time, not the three or four minute long fights. They are short time, two or three maximum uh, one minute action scenes with two less bloodshed. Yet, the goriness is established. So, uh, what do you say about the action sequences in this movie? I'm actually glad you brought this point up because, like I said, despite having a thug uh, and, uh, you know, as the central piece of the story, Karthik Subaraj has made it a point not to show, you know, not to uh, resort to a lot of gore to establish his power. With the limited scenes they've shown in this movie, you know he is a powerful person. You know he can be ruthless and he, you know he can be remorseless when it comes to killing people and just doing away with them. That is where I would like to just, uh, you know, remind you of my original point where Karthik Subaraj wants us to always be aware of the fact that the art that is cinema, the art of cinema is the hero here. And that is all we need to be focusing on. So with a lot of bloodshed and uh, gore, you actually felt the goriness of the entire script. Uh, I think that is the best way to put it. I think the most violent scenes were when, uh, was in the forest, I guess, when the whole, uh, even when they were uh, portraying the uh, scenes where an entire tribal village was massacred by uh, the police force, you know, when they are shot, even how the blood pops out of them, you don't feel, you, you, you're sad for the entire situation, but you just don't feel like, oh, this is, this is like, 
true blood coming out. You you just know that Kartik Subraj is telling you, see, this is what has happened. I don't even want you to be feeling very uh, disgusted about the scene, but I want you to feel the emotion that the scene is throwing at you. And which is why he focused on uh, building the characters without uh, having to resort to a lot of violence to establish the sort of chaos that is actually present in the movie. Yeah, as you said, the treatment... I think all these come in the in the treatment of the movie. Maybe I'm not much used to seeing this kind of movies much. Uh, maybe if I watch it once or twice again, I might like it better. So what do you say about the treatment in, in terms of the use of music, the camera and the production design? Talking about every department of the movie, I think it was outstanding, uh, be it the editing, be it the cinematography. But I think what really requires props here is the is the masterful composition of Sandosh Narayanan. Uh, he has done a brilliant job in elevating the movie to an to another level altogether. That is, Karthik Subraj promised us a Pandya Western, which is a humorous take on uh, a pan-Indian Western, <laughs> which they pronounce it as Pandya Western. And, and that is how the entire movie proceeds, right? Uh, I think every plot point is served to the director's love for cinema. And every department has beautifully contributed to it, with Sandosh Narayanan's music being at the top, personally, is what I feel. Santosh Narayanan has this magic of just, you know, uh, his background scores will always, will not, will never uh, dominate the scene. You know, it will never be bigger than what the scene is trying to convey. And in that sense, his compositions are a little more mature than what Anadud always gives us. And that is exactly what has happened here too. That song, Mahamudre, it's, it's, it's such a hook. The, the tune's got such a hook to it that, you know, even after the movie, you just, the first thing I did was add that song to my playlist, the song Mahamudre. And also, uh, the scenes where uh, Alia Caesar's character is introduced and that the, that BGM, that background score is used multiple times. When I checked out the name of the uh, track, it's called 10,000 Packs. So I, I loved how it's been composed. Uh, it, it reminded me of how this track Niye Oli from Sarpata Parambari it was it was quite similar to how the Niye Oli has been uh, composed but it just you know whenever I saw that scene and, and it was always building up to a mass scene whenever that track came on and I just really felt it I grew to the music and I loved what was happening on the screen whenever that track came on so uh, like I said as for the showing Clint Eastwood, the digitally rendered version of Clint Eastwood, I think all these are very budget-friendly uh, techniques anybody can resort to if they want to, you know, as long as they do not uh, denigrate the person that is being shown. Um, so the movie just worked in its entirety for me. I really didn't find any fault with any of the departments. But I would say the standout, apart from the story, apart from the script, the other department that actually stood out for me was the music department and Sandosh Narayanan, uh, you know, deserves all the praise he is getting for it. Yes, Vishnu. I too felt the same about the music. As you said, you never hear the music, especially the, the background score, uh, but you just feel the drama. That's uh, how I would call it. So the movie, right from uh, when it released the teaser, it promised us that it was going to be, like I said, it was marketed as a Pandya Western. And uh, I think the director has been uh, careful to keep it a Western. You you see a lot of, you know, the sort of Mexican standoffs happening between uh, Alice Caesar and uh, the people he's about to kill. And even towards the end of the movie, the same happens uh, between uh, Ray Dasan and, uh, and, and Naveen Chandra's police character. So it's all about giving the giving your opponent an equal chance uh, at taking your life. 
However, it's just you know that these are these are uh, the these are the usual tropes of western spaghetti westerns that we've uh, we've grown up watching, and uh, I, I think that was all the movie required. These were scenes that established the power of the protagonist uh, and the seemingly antagonist uh, that was Elias Caesar. Whether you like the movie or not, I'm sure that uh, you'd be transported to a different world uh, through this movie. So that brings us to the end of this episode. Thanks for listening to Start Action Cut, produced and hosted by me, Patmogumar, with technical production by Idea Brew Studios. Follow www.onmanorama.com for more podcasts on movies. And be sure to come back for the next episode of Start Action Cut, out on Mondays. Thank you.